podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the FYP, nearly forgot the name, Extra Podcast here at Craven Cottage, where Palace have won 2-0 on the opening day of the season. A very professional performance indeed. And I am joined, we're standing by the Johnny Haynes statue, and I am joined by, well, Jesse Boyce, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good indeed. And we're joined by Farrell Monk from the Fulhamish Podcast, how are you mate? Uh, could be better, but <laughs> <laughs> at least it's a nice day and it's not raining. I like how you take the positives. And a man that's just told me that he saw Johnny Haynes play back in the day is JD Senior. How are you? Oh, very good, thank you. Tell us about watching this great man play then, against another famous name. Yeah, against Stanley Matthews. I must have been about seven or eight, I should think. And here you are. Back. Was it down here? Down here, yeah. Craven Cottage, yeah. There you go. Have you moved since? <laughs> have you moved from this spot or anything <laughs> since then? Um, shall we talk about Palace's performance today? Because Dad, <laughs> Dad, JD... It was a very professional performance. In fact, we saw a mate of Farrell's from the guy like called Archie came past and he went, he's a Fulham fan, he went, we got Hodgson. And that's kind of exactly what happened, isn't it? Yeah, well, actually, there's not a bad way of, uh, of describing it. My, my main emotion is the relief because you felt it was a bit of a banana skin. We could have fallen upon it, but actually we stood up and I thought played quite nicely. That's quite a few, Jesse, filming me as we're doing it, lovely. Um, standout performances, particularly one Wayne Hennessy, who... A lot of people thought wasn't even going to play today, but some of the saves he was making were saves that we criticised him for not making in the past. But he was potentially man of the match. Yeah, it was. I couldn't believe what I what I saw. To be honest, I mean, never seen him make a succession of saves in the first half like that, and even towards the end, just to keep the clean sheet. It was. I've never seen him do that. Let's be honest. So, uh, well done, Wayne. You've got to give it to him. Is that something to do with the, the, the pressure of having another goalkeeper, Guaita, in there of that quality? And that might well be true, but in which case, Guaita's already paid for himself, hasn't he? Yeah, and he was free as well. So. Exactly. Absolute bargain. Farrell, let's bring you in. It, I mean, it wasn't a bad Fulham performance, really, was it? It was quite even, and you had a 20-minute spell in the first half where you could have got a couple of goals, forced Wayne into some, into some saves. How do you kind of feel after that for, for a first game of the season? Well, I was just saying to some people before, if, if Fulham play like that the rest of the season, I think we'll be absolutely fine. Um, I thought it was a very assured performance. We put under uh, Palace under, who is, you know, pretty much an established Premier League team now, under the cosh for large periods of the game. Um, and just, you know, managed to create three or four really, really good chances. But as you said quite rightly before, Wayne Hennessy was inspired for him with three or four top saves. And if it wasn't for them and some excellent counter-attacking football from the Roy Hodgson Crystal Palace then you know the result might have been different feels weird someone saying that we're an established Premier League team we, we are now though aren't Jesse six seasons in the top flight well 
I mean, we'll, we, we won't get carried away. We'll always say that... We're second in the league! <laughs> yeah, but come on. We know we need to just stay up before we uh, get any loftier ambitions. I think that we've been, after last season when we lost the first seven, we're already eight, great, eight games ahead of where we were this time last, you know, last season. So, yeah, we're, we're grateful for three points at the beginning of the season. We don't often have a good start in the Premier League. So uh, let, let's, let's enjoy it for a good start. Such a measured response. I was going to ask you the same question, but you'd be same, yeah, well, similarly measured, wouldn't you? The, the last time that we, we won the opening game was again against a promoted side away from home, wasn't it? Norwich. Norwich in 15. We got to, we got to a cup final that year as well. So maybe that's the <laughs> omen. What are your thoughts on Palace today, Carol? Were they kind of what you expected? Absolutely. I mean, we're in a privileged position in terms of knowledge-wise to have a, an extensive experience of what Roy Hodgson is like. And, you know, they were very compact in defence and very expansive in attack. And, you know, the fullbacks got forward excellently today. One Pasaka, I've seen a couple of times last season, um, and thankfully I put him in my fancy league team, but you know, whisper, it, whisper it quietly. Um, he got his athleticism kept, you know, a, an impressive Ryan Sessegnon quiet today and even though we switched Scherler and Sessegnon over and then brought on Kamara who's, who's who's probably like one of the quickest and most clumsiest players I've ever seen but Juan Basaka just took it in his stride and, and um, one of the things I noticed from the Hodgson team which I haven't seen before was the amount of times when the ball was played up to the front three or four if you can call it that was the amount of times the front the, the back four would step onto that and nick the ball away from those attackers yeah. and they did it excellently and just counter-attacked from there and totally exploited to the gaps in behind defence from the Fulham team um, pushing up to try and get a goal. Yeah, which you're going to have to do when you're, when you're chasing the game. I mean, Wan-Bissaka was, was fantastic today. Every game, he, he comes on leaps and bounds, doesn't he? The number of people that have asked me this week whether he'd be playing in this game yeah. for their fantasy league team uh, alone is, is quite, quite, quite surprising. But I said if, if Wardy would started this game, something's wrong because clearly we need the athleticism as you say to take on Sessignon so Basaka was always going to start this game and he's going to be hard to budge because you know I think he gave Wardy a few more games at the end of the season last year to make him sign a new contract (laughs) that worked (laughs) but uh, Basaka's back in there now he's a a real fans hero we love he's the first player to come through the academy since Zaha and we pride ourselves on that so he's he's going to be hard to budge out the team and I think he's, he's really he's really made a great contribution today so Good on Wambasaka. I wouldn't ask you who's in your fantasy team, so I think you've probably never done a fantasy team, have you? No, I've never ever done a fantasy team. I like to live in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I mean, you've obviously seen a lot of Palace players come through in your time, and that's yeah. not an insult, that's a compliment. Um, but he really is something special, isn't he? I, I almost think he's probably possibly better than Klein when Klein came through. Yeah, he's certainly on a par, certainly on a par with me. He certainly caught the eye today, time and time again. He thought people like Townsend and Van uh, Arnold had good games, but he still looked even better than them. You yeah. said, did he put a foot wrong? I didn't see it. No. no. And it's, it's fantastic to have. Yeah. And I guess, in a way, it's probably Hodgson getting the best out of these, these players. Isn't it? So many players today were in that mould of, you know, Schlupp had a great game, PVA better than when he first signed, Townsend in his best form. It's got to all be Roy, hasn't it? Oh, certainly. Roy and Lewington. Yeah we can just see the whole organisation is better and I think that builds on itself the players know what they've got to do they gain in confidence and that mean, makes them even better still you know they're prepared to, to pass more quickly and that creates more openings so yeah it's, it's, it's very good coaching well, it's been a fantastic pre-season we've won every game and you just want to see that follow through into the, into the league and we've done that 
We can play Liverpool next week with a little bit less pressure. Anything from that's a bonus, let's be honest, with the money they spent and the form that they're likely to be in. Um, I think it's just it's just really nice to see us hit the ground running. It's not it's not a, a it's a luxury for us, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. We're just not used to it. No. And um, I think Fulham are really good. I think they've really put us under pressure for the first 15, 20 minutes. We needed that first goal because if we didn't get it, I feel like you really would have put the pressure on. So, yeah, we, we needed we needed what happened basically. One nil at half time, and it set us up for the second half. That second goal just before just before time that was disallowed. What a strike that was from PVA. Oh. He's basically in the away stand, I think, when he shot that. I think he was flagged for being in Townsend's position because <laughs> it was quite bizarre. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Played a nice one-two with Wilf and just put it in the top corner. That's really nice, really nice kind of reaction to, to try and get the second immediately after the first. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about one instant in the second half, which was Scherler, I believe, going over in the box. I'm not sure who Tompkins or Sacco, I think. Penalty for you, Farrell? I'm afraid from where I sit and where the, where the play was, I couldn't really see it that well. So definite penalty. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we looked at each other, Jesse, we sat together and we both sort of did that not sure because you've seen them given, haven't you? I think that might be a pen when, when you slow it down and see a few angles of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting because from where I was, you know, I was only in the fourth row and quite close to the goal. I immediately thought it wasn't a pen. I thought he got the ball okay. almost cleanly. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it was immediately the right decision. And... You know, regardless. Yeah. That would have been conceding then would have obviously been and one, it would have been quote unquote very palace to concede at that point, having been good in the second half. It would have been an absolute killer blow, wouldn't it, at that point? It would have really hurt us, would as you say, it would have set us back. We'd have had to work very hard to get back into the lead again. Absolutely. Um, let's hear from Roy. I want to talk about Roy after the break, go into that. Um, but this is, well, hopefully, I haven't gone to the presser today, so hopefully we're going to get audio from Roy. We might just go straight into the second half. Who knows? But we'll play the jingle and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree with that. We didn't certainly start the game well, but that was largely due to the fact that Fulham did start the game well. They started at an enormous tempo. They didn't just move the ball quickly there. They were very sharp and quick in the tackles and made it very difficult for us to play the ball through midfield as we would like. But um, I thought we got better and better at dealing with it. And of course, scoring a goal always helps in that respect because it tends to put a team on the back foot rather than the front foot. And I thought second half we, we did much better. But I would, I would think that, that uh, Slavisky is probably not unhappy with the way his team actually played. He would be very unhappy with the result, of course, uh, just as we are happy with the result. And we certainly needed to pull out all the stops. We needed to score two very good goals. And we needed a goalkeeper in good form to make sure we got the three points today. How happy were you with Wayne that brought in a new keeper as well? Yeah, very happy. I mean, he ended the season exceptionally well, you know, the last six games unbeaten and took a lot of points around that time and he, he played very well in that period of time. So even though both goalkeepers have done well in the pre-season matches and Greater has been impressive too, I had no reason to take the number one shirt from Wayne and uh, obviously today it seems like that, that, that decision was justified. Well, um, a lot of speculation about Wilbur's are in the summer being shown again now in Portland. Palace and, uh, sure. I think many teams have got a player of that type, uh, a player who is a talisman for the team, a player 
from the team really depends upon. You know, we we talk about the top teams in the country, but you know, I'm not certain that every day Pep and Jose Mourinho and uh, Pochettino have to answer the same question about their Canes, their De Bruyne's and, and their Hazard. I mean, we are lucky that we have a player like they have, who is a game changer and a capable winning game. It's not unusual then, of course, in transfer windows that there'll be speculation about him, but there was never any interest in our, in our, from our side of saying moves so hard. We, we want him at the club as many years as we can have him, and he's obviously happy here because he's a South, South East London Crystal Palace player, and he knows that we really appreciate what he can do for us, and we work hard to put him in a good condition a good position to do what he can. Well, you you waited for, waited for uh, until mid-October uh, when last season, <laughs> and you weren't there at the start, but what, what does it mean to women on the first day, what, what can you do for the place? Yeah, it means a lot, I mean you get these questions all the time, you know, <coughs> how important it is to get off to a good start, the obvious answer is important, everyone wants it. The problem is that you know, in a game of football, one's going to win it and get off to a good start, and everyone's going to lose it and get off to a bad start. All you can really do is try to prepare the team to make certain you you need some sort of position yourself to get off to a good start by winning the match. Um, but I suppose I take your point that, you know, given that dreadful run we had for seven games with no points, no goals, <coughs> goal was about minus 18, of course, to win a game. It took us, as you say, probably to the end of October to get more than three points. And already we got three this time round, so we're happy. What was your view of the penalty appeal when Shona went down? Well, you're on the you're on the bench there. In all those situations, when there's a challenge in the penalty area, either for your team at one end or at the other end, you know you're always in the hands of the referee who's in a much better position. One hopes to see. I haven't seen the replays. I haven't seen all the different angles. Uh, all I can say, and I think Mike Dean is a, is a very, very good referee. I think he refereed the game exceptionally well today. Um, so I'm more than happy to, to you know, back his judgment of the situation because he's in a much better position to see what happened tonight. Okay. Well, it's shown some faith in Karen Michael Sackett today, starting it um, against Officer Press against Austin. Can Press be I thought he was excellent. Absolutely excellent both defensively and offensively. And one can only hope that he'll go from strength to strength. This is really his 10th, 10th game in the Premier League. I don't have the figures in front of me. I'm not a statistician, but he won't have more than 10 games, maybe even a few less. Eight, is it? Well, there you go. So, you know, for someone playing his eighth game, opening game of the season, fantastic atmosphere, playing the team that's just come up with everything to play for, playing it, Sessignon, who's had a wonderful season and he's obviously a bit of a flyer to do what he did today. He will sleep well tonight and if you're going to give him a few pats on the back then I'm more than happy to uh, add my voice to the, to the, to the praise. I thought he was really good. Okay, thank you guys. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Extra podcast here at Craven Cottage where Palace have beaten Fulham 2-0 on the opening day of the season. We hope you just heard from Roy. You might not have done. You might have just heard the jingle. Um, but anyway, speaking of Roy, 
Farrell. Um, we were chatting, waiting for these guys to turn up, and there was another Fulham fan talking here about how much you guys love him. We went to West Brom last season for a nil-nil, and they were cheering Roy more than they were cheering Pardew, and it was Pardew's first game. And the guy there was saying, you guys take Roy for granted. Now, I don't think we do, but that shows the measure of the man, doesn't it? That even seven or eight years after you leaving your club, he's still held in such high regard. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of shows, I mean, it's not just Fulham and it's not just Crystal Palace. I, I think that's wherever, wherever they go. Apart from Liverpool. Apart from Liverpool, but, you know, less said about the Scousers, the better. But, um, you know, you go to Malmo and they have a Roy's Corner, for example, and he left there probably the last millennia. Um, and you go to other places around, around Europe and he's held in such high regard. Lots of the coaches, uh, all, pretty much lots of the coaches all around Europe always, always regard him as such a high-calibre person as well as a high caliber football manager um, he goes to he still goes to a lot of the UEFA um, coaching badger courses and coaches and coaches uh, the um, and does the training sessions for the coaches of the future and it's you know it's it's you know we're such a small club in West London you guys are a fairly small club in South London slightly bigger than us but um, yeah you know and you know it's such a small corner of the world he's held such in high regard as well as the rest of Europe and probably the footballing world and I don't speaking to a lot of Palace fans I don't think you guys take him granted I think you realise how good you've got it not just from the fact that he has the history now in England and what he's done here but now what he's done in such a relatively short period of time although in Premier League standards one year is probably quite a long time in yeah. uh, football management standards. Well, he's been here le- less than a year. Cause I think was it early, late August, early September. I think Frank was sacked early September. Well, Frank had four games, so, so there, there you go. Yeah, but do you think Farrell? You're talking about that about his character as well. Do you think he's held in such high regard because he is such a respectable man and a gentleman, gets on yeah. with everyone, and in a way, that's kind of why people have such, you know. Uh, like of him, I guess. Yeah, and I think that kind of shows in a lot of interviews he does, and obviously, it come, you know, we've we've all heard stories about him, but also when he's t- talking in interviews and how clearly and how succinctly and how well he talks, that m- must translate to the players as well. Yeah. And I think he probably gets his men- messages across really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, whatever tactically he talks about, you know, whether the shape of the team or. You know, he's got a clear vision for what he's going to do. He's going to tell it to these players, and wherever they've come from throughout the world, um, they'll they'll know what he's going to going to talk about and what he wants them to do on the pitch. Yeah, well, he can speak five languages, can't he? Five or six languages. I mean, he's just turned seventy-one, I think, seventy or yeah, seventy-one. 71. Yeah. He's an old we, man compared with me. <laughs> how much older is he than you? A couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but he is something special, isn't he? And I think. I think Farrell's right. We don't take him for granted, do we? No, I don't think we do take him for granted. But I, I, I agree with what Farrell said. It, it's the way he presents himself at, at interview, as well as the coaching. He's, he, he never makes the interview about him. He always answers the question as best he can in an honest way. He never, never has another agenda. And I think that's why people respect him as well, because he's basically very honest. But he's also a very good tactician. You know, you see today, he, he played that game perfectly from a Palace point of view. You, you knew where the, the, the uh, strong points for Fulham were, Session, Young, people like that. And, and it was a very tactical, professional performance. And that's what he brings as well. Oh, yes. As I said, the co- we all admire him as the coach. And I was just saying that it's what, why we like him so much. Is it's not only the coaching, it's what he brings beyond that in terms of the interviewing as a, as a, as a person. Yeah. Well, you only need, you only need a, a couple of years of... Uh, pin the tail on the donkey strategy from Alan Pardew <laughs> to, 
to precede a Roy Hodgson appointment to make you really understand what you've got. And I think that's, that, that definitely helps us realise what, what, what we've got in Roy Hodgson. Uh, we were lucky enough to do with uh, an interview with a former Fulham favourite and also Palace player, Brett Hangland. This, uh, <laughs> I like the way he went favourite and player. We, yeah. like, we like Brett at Palace, yeah. too, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he obviously spoke extensively about Roy Hodgson um, and he, he kind of touched on it without actually, it was kind of a read between the lines. He kind of said, like, some, some coaches, i.e., Roy Hodgson, are here and could take players and build a team and really coach those players, whereas some other managers just like to bring in players and just slap them into yeah. certain positions and yeah, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And I think that slaps of a man who can really take a group of players gel them go okay who have I got here what can I what can I do here I'm going to build a team that's going to win games um, and you know he might have to bring in the odd player here and there but he's like well this is what I've got I'm not going to bust the balls of whoever the chairman is to go like I want 50 million pounds to build this team that's not what a football coach does he's a football coach at the end of the day he knows what he needs to do he gets the players playing he can take probably the worst player in the Premier League and turn him and look like he's playing he should be playing for England Bobby Zamora <laughs> <laughs> well, he may turn Bakary Sacco into a half-decent player last season. And that's exactly what we've done this summer. We've, we've signed, what, four players, I think, this summer? Yeah. All, all players that you wouldn't say are excessive positions, all plugging gaps. We spent £10 million, something like that, Jesse. So I guess that's exactly what Roy is doing at the moment. And he's getting the best out of Wamasaka, Schlupp, uh, MacArthur. He's taken a squad that we knew was good and turning it into a mid-table top-10 squad. And he's not rushing into the, putting the new players in, you know, he's... Well, obviously, they're signed late as they usually are, the, the usual trolley dash we've experienced. But Kiyate just came on to shore up at the end. And he, he's, he's a creature of habit, we know that. He doesn't like to do substitutions. He only did it at the end there because he had to shore it up to protect the lead. So um, it's, it's just business as usual from Roy. we just got to kind of just let him get on with it. Um, and I, I think the only, the only thing worry for me was Hennessy, and he's, he's proved me wrong, and all of us. So... Let's, we're going to the Liverpool game and they'll, they'll be thinking a little bit harder about how they play us after that. It's quite on Palace in a way, isn't it, to, to have everything just kind of like very professional. If this was another team, I'd be looking at them thinking, oh, they've got, they've got, it, they've got it sorted, they've got a good manager, they've made some good signings, but it's us, Dad, it's us, we don't do this. No, I agree with you. In, in recent years, we haven't done it. Dad, it's always been that uh, emotional roller coaster. Um, and maybe Roy's going to you know, save the old heart attack. Maybe. Well, thank God for that. The Fulham fan that was down there earlier said he, he, he will get you this season into Europe. When you think about that, is that pushing it a little bit? Yeah, uh, we all believe that we will have a chance, um, but let's wait and see. Oh, Burnley, Burnley did it. Yeah, it depends if we get 10 injuries. You know, like we, need, we need, you need everything to go for you like you did for Burnley last year to get into Europe. 10 1 0 wins for them last year. That won't happen again to them. Not with Joe Hart in goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tweeted a, a few games after Roy Hodgson was. Uh, uh, appointed and said the Palace will win the league next year. So I mean, 100% record so far. I think wow. I, should, I might call that betting already. <laughs> what are the odds on that? That'd be crazy. Um, so but yeah, we're going to Liverpool next week. It's, it's kind of the perfect way for us to do that. We might see a bit more of Kiate next week. Maybe we might. Maya probably not. Maybe I for the last five minutes. But it feels like it's a perfect start for us to to, to take on this season, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it'd be a great night, won't it? Yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and as, as Jesse said earlier. It's anything we get out of that game's a bonus after what they've spent and uh, um, yeah get a point out of that and oh that's be thrilled it'd be a great night 
you're very un-Palestine to the season. How are you feeling right now, Jesse? Because I feel like we're, we're all sat here. Normally we do this post-match pod and there's like loads to talk about and we're feeling emotional, but this, this feels very sort of calm, doesn't it? Nothing to complain about yet. <laughs> I mean, so we, we've taken pre-season into the league. I mean, how often have we done that? Yeah. It's, we've, got to, we've just got to be grateful that we've uh, got points on the board and good luck to Fulham going forward. I think you've, you and Wolves have really um, been, made an unprecedented kind of impacts on the way you've prepared for the Premier League so I mean when we before we'd signed any players a couple of weeks ago I really did wonder who was going to finish below us so um, it's all to play for and I just I really feel like it's um, you need a good start in the Premier League and uh, I'm, I'm sure that Fulham and Wolves will, will get that pretty soon enough yeah and it's a world away from our start from last season I mean it literally couldn't be more different Farrell finally then what are your thoughts on Fulham this season how do you think you get on um, after seeing Palace what are your thoughts on Palace this season so uh, the last couple of seasons with Jukanovic's uh, first two full seasons, we started incredibly slowly. The first season, they were unbeaten in all of August, which was like three or four games, and then didn't win again until, I don't know, November or something, wow. and still got playoffs. Wow. And last season was pretty much almost exactly the same. I don't think they actually won a game until late, mid to late September, and then won a game, lost a game here or there, and then went on the incredible 23 match unbeaten run, which only had four draws in it. So if we have a slow start, I'm actually not that fussed because (laughs) if we can go on a 23 match unbeaten run again, I I don't mind. And, you know, you were were saying before, it's quite weird that you're now sitting here going, oh, we actually started really well. I I don't know how to take this. And what's actually the weirder thing is that, you know, there's one team here uh, that's won and one team here that's lost. But I think both fans are going away fairly happy <laughs> yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, I feel fairly content with the performance today. It didn't go our way, but it wasn't like the performance was bad. So, and that's going to be good for both sets of fans, really, because I think Palace, with the team and the manager that they've got, I think you guys will finish solid mid-table, safety. And I think we'll be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. We a lot of new faces today. I think five or six new 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 people from the start. If you don't even include people uh, like Cyrus Christie, who only played four or five times last season. Now he's our starting right back. So, and Mitrovic is a totally new signing if you think about it. So you know you've got over half a new team there, and there's obviously obvious quality there. So I'm not too worried about a slow start. I think it will come good. Give about 10, 10, 15 games. I was, I was impressed with Brian and Christie actually. I think Brian, especially, what signed a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. Right. He really pressed uh, Townsend. Really got close to him in the first half. There was no nothing on that side, and so I was really impressed with your defence. Wasn't expecting that. What, what, what impressed you about the Palace team that you weren't expecting today? Apart from Basaka. <laughs> I was. I mean, on the other side, like because um, I know that Van Hanholt has come under a little bit of criticism from last year. Um, and I was really impressed with him. Again, I think he's looked a lot fitter and a lot more positive. He's obviously a guy that likes to bomb up and down. He gets a few goals here and there. But I think it was, you know, it was his positivity from not just appearing just in the box and getting the odd poachers goal, but it was also his all-round like one-twos and yeah. individ, you know, uh, play around the, the players like passing in in between him and Milivojevic, who is quite. a pretty nifty little player in the centre of midfield we, yeah. I know obviously we know what MacArthur is like but Milivojevic you know everyone I think knows is the guy that converts the penalties but yeah. he can actually play football that guy um, and I think his link up play and like those two anchors in midfield really really help you just to stabilise the team and really help those full backs get forward and I think the whole team is just it's, it's just a working unit um, and 
you, you're saying like it, what impressed me. It's hard to say because I just know that Roy Hodgson's team is going to impress anyone if they really go and watch them play and how they move as a team and how they defend and attack as a team. And they just, I don't know whether they just work on patterns of play all the time in, in, in training or something, but every time they attacked, they, everyone knew where to be. Yeah. Like the, the, the second goal for Zahar. Um, Juan Basaka nicked the ball off, off Sessegnon before he got ahead of him and you can Im- immediately see you could just see Zahar making that break around one side you got the other strike I forget his name not the number nine not Sorry. Bent yeah him he uh, signed for Norway uh, yeah. in January um, he was stretching out to try and take um, Callum Chambers a bit further away to create that gap for Zahar I think it just all it just all works all patterns for play it's just so impressive to watch but obviously it just didn't go the way I wanted to <laughs> it's just always interesting to hear um, we're always a bit close to it obviously you're really yeah. so close to your own team and what you've seen before so it's always good to hear what other people have picked up on so uh, yeah good to see you can come on the pod again right you know more about Palace than we do um, anyway okay let's wrap up the first pod extra of the season well first league game uh, thank you very much for listening the full pod will be with you at some point next week who knows Farrell thanks very much for coming on the pod and good luck for this season and you thank you very much top man Jesse as ever cheers JD let's go to the pub yeah and JD Senior good to see you thanks very much top man go to the pub hey there we go um, we'll be with you again during the week so listen out for that but thanks for listening and see you again soon bye Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.